in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everybody is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on all social media, but don't follow people in person because that's creepy. And in this podcast episode, we're talking about guns <laughs> in the Supreme Court. Um, yeah. Yeah, Supreme Court's going to be really busy coming up. That's what it sounds like. You were looking at an Associated Press article, and they had a lot on their plate, it looked like. Yeah, a lot of, like, big-ticket items, I would say. Um, So they're going to be hearing some cases about abortion, uh, some transgender rights, elections, police conduct, unions, and ads on mass transit. My goodness. I didn't know that was an issue. Um, as well as the aforementioned guns. So, Can you imagine, for the last couple of years, the Supreme Court had it so easy. They never had these big-ticket items really come up. They really haven't, have they? Or not all at once. My goodness. Yeah. See, they've wanted the Supreme Court justices to retire for so long that they're throwing everything at them. And by the time they're done, they're, they're going to say, gonna you like, know what? We're done. Cancun is looking really nice right now. Especially that one guy that said he's not going to retire yet. Remember? Oh, Breyer. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. My little peach. I love him. Um, yeah. He's going to be like, all right, you know what? I made my point. Now I'm out. Sorry. But according to the Biden administration, they are urging the Supreme Court to uphold New York's handgun restriction. And this article comes from The Hill. So the Biden administration on Tuesday urged the Supreme Court to uphold a New York handgun restriction in an upcoming and potentially landmark Second Amendment court clash. The Department of Justice, in a brief filed on behalf of the administration, argued that the justices should defer to the long-standing legislative practice of placing limits on firearms to protect public safety. Congress has disarmed felons and others who may be dangerous or irresponsible. It has forbidden the carrying of arms in sensitive places, such as courthouses and school zones. All those regulations pass constitutional muster, the government's brief states. New York's proper cause requirements is likewise constitutional. At issue is whether New York's gun licensing policy violates the constitutional right to bear arms by requiring applicants to demonstrate proper cause in order to obtain a license to carry a handgun outside of the home. So essentially, in order to carry a handgun outside the home, you have to make a claim as to why you're carrying a handgun outside the home. And as I read the other week, it is unconstitutional to deny someone according to past cases right and this goes way back into the 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 17th century Mm -hmm. as well um and that's kind of how they made their decisions right because if the if the united states came into being in 1789 Mm -hmm. and you're looking at cases from the 1800s it gives pretty good precedent of what those people were thinking of at that time well my argument was going to be too you know one of the biggest arguments that the left makes Mm -hmm. is like oh well you say the right to bear arms is because you have to be a well-armed militia Mm -hmm. but is anybody really out here you know doing the militia things 
But if the government can literally tell you when and where and how and why you can mm-hmm. take that gun, then that kind of prohibits that if we need a well-armed militia against our government. Mm-hmm. Not saying I necessarily agree that we're going to need that. Right. But if we're looking to the point that does get made, mm-hmm. then that would be an argument against the mm-hmm. whatever it's called proper clause. And that's interesting, too, because like I mentioned, if you look at those past court cases back in the early 1800s, they would disagree with that idea of it just being applicable to a well-armed militia. They were looking at cases, I can't remember, I think Tennessee they were looking at, and a few other places, and they pretty much made the ruling of as long as you can either open carry or concealed carry, it is not unconstitutional. It is constitutional to provide one of those. You don't have to provide both. Both. Um, The determination of how one should carry is up to the state. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, it's it's different everywhere you go. Social norms are different everywhere you go. But as long as you have one of those, then it is is constitutional. Now, I can see this getting in the way because Mm -hmm. they might say, well... Your rationale is you want it for self-defense, but you can also, you can get a pocket knife, you could get mace, you have these other alternatives, so you don't really need a handgun. Mm -hmm. And in that case, it would get rid of your right to bear arms. Yeah. The lawsuit arose after a New York licensing official denied a bid by two residents for unrestricted carrying licenses. So they applied for unrestricted carrying licenses, and they were denied them, saying the applicants had established proper cause for things like target shooting and hunting, but not to carry handguns at all times. Are they talking about New York City or New York State? Because they are two completely different places. Because you're not hunting and target shooting in New York City. Unless maybe it says you go a, to a New gun range. York restriction, so right. I would think that means state. Unless this writer is one of those people who's like, "Oh, it's just the city." Mm-hmm. People do that because there is a difference there. Yeah, I mean, like someone in upstate New York, like, mm-hmm. is gonna have way different use of a handgun or, a, or guns in general. Mm-hmm. Right, they might be further away from a police station, or they might have animals up there. Yeah, so. You're, you're going to have different needs than mm-hmm. someone in New York City. Right. Honestly, I would say New York City is more New, dangerous New than... I, and I mean, I could see New York right. City like implementing this at a, at a city level mm-hmm. if they can. Because, holy heck. But, mm-hmm. yeah. For like upstate New York, I can see why this is like a an, kind of an eye roll thing. Right. You, I mean, you definitely need that distinguish, uh, to distinguish between the two. Uh, the legal challenge is being backed by the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Well, no surprise there. An affiliate of the National Rifle, uh, Rifle Association. The lower courts rejected the challenger's claims that New York's regulation runs afoul of the Second Amendment, prompting their appeal to the Supreme Court. Honestly, I think it's going to be upheld by the Supreme Court. I would agree that it, it does place a restriction on carrying handguns. And I think that was a... I think that was a case, I can't remember, that was similar to a case in Washington, D.C., in which they ruled that you cannot have a, 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 a restriction in which you have to determine why you're, you're carrying a handgun. 
I think they already made that determination. Yeah. Well, because again, I mean, if we want to, if we want to just stick to the bare bones, what the Constitution says, because mm-hmm. the left likes to do that with things they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody cherry picks, but yeah. Right. Um, then yeah, like the government again, like I said, being able to tell you no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm literally infringes on that right so and you might not agree with the second amendment but it would infringe upon that right as it stands Mm -hmm. the case has drawn considerable outside interest obviously both from firearm advocates who want to see the justices use the case to expand gun rights to states and control groups who warn the public safety could be imperiled if regulatory authority is pulled back. See, I don't agree with that because there's there's something like, there's millions of gun owners. I don't have a number off the top of my head, but there's millions of gun owners. And you don't have millions of, of, of legal gun owners going out shooting people and, and killing people. And yeah. it's It's just not a very good argument to say that legal gun owners are a danger to, to the public. I just, I feel like, like you said, they're going to come, the court is going to come back and be like, mm, yeah, no, this is like hella constitutional. Right. And then it'll and be then a little peach to, that says it. Mm-hmm. And he'll say those words exactly. Um, and everyone's going and to everyone's gonna be get like, upset. See, see, we said that the Supreme Court is all right now. And, and they're doing their job okay, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're supposed to do. They're, they're supposed to be ruling based on the rules we have, have set in place. You might not yeah. agree with those rules, but those are the rules. And they look at previous court cases, like you said, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, it's the point. Which is funny because, um, so, Seattle, Washington, Washington State, is very, very blue. But it is an open carry state. Right. So it's kind of like contradictory. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of complaining about that there. Now I don't live there. So it's Seattle? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Washington State. Everybody's high. Nobody cares. Yeah, seriously. Uh, So the the small arms survey stated that U.S. civilians alone accounted for 393 million of the worldwide total for civilian-held firearms. This amounts to 120 firearms for every 100 residents. And again, you don't have millions upon millions of legal gun owners killing innocent people. You have criminals doing that. And I think it's something like 2.3 million crimes are, are stopped by legal gun owners. Yeah. I mean, um, my whole thing is... is I hope that when they, you know, okay, so they rule on this one, and they're like, yep, we we agree this infringes on all the rights and blah, 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 whatever. Um, And then my hope is, well, everybody's going to get up in arms about it because they're going to be like, nah, wah, whatever. But the thing is, Say then they turn around and they talk about the abortion issue and mm-hmm. they're like, all right, well, look, guys, you know, Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. says we can't do this. Mm-hmm. 
then the other side's going to turn around and get up in arms. So, like, literally, it's it's win some, lose some. They're going to look at it rationally. They're going to look mm-hmm. at the facts. They're going to look at the previous court cases in everything mm-hmm. to make sure that it's fair. I see what you're saying, and I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I do believe that the Supreme Court does decide upon these things rationally, and I think if you go through the cases... I think we'll find that it, it's, it's probably pretty easy, uh, pretty equal on yeah. both sides. But a conspiratorial part of me thinks, what if this is all a big setup? Because we have seen for the past several weeks this growing trend to attack the Supreme Court <laughs> and its legitimacy, even amongst more of the, the moderate Supreme Court justices. And it seems like everything on the docket that they mentioned they seem like they will go in favor of the right, particularly because it is a 5-4 in the right's majority. So when it comes to this gun issue, yes, I, I think that will go to the right. When it comes to abortion, I think there's a possibility it would go to the right as well, and they would pass it off to the legislature like they're supposed to do in the first place if, if they want to make actual legal laws surrounding abortion. I don't think they'll actually do it. But, conspiratorially, what if it's all a setup? Because if you have all of these things in line that have the possibility of going to the right and everyone on the left is already riled up at the Supreme Court because it has flipped to the right's favor and they're already questioning the legitimacy and then all of these things go in the favor of the right, then how much support do you think there would then be for, as the conversation was many months ago, stacking the Supreme Court? With the midterms coming so quickly, and this happening now, they might be able to push that through in the next year if they really have the support to get it done don't think they would have the support to get it done i don't think you're gonna have all the all the democrats on board with that because so many of them have already come out and said no we're not doing that." that's true you have joe manchin and mm -hmm. like like very influential people Mm -hmm. on the left are still even saying like yeah Mm -hmm. no we're not doing that that's crazy okay so don't think that would happen but i am Mm -hmm. in agreement with your conspiracy theory mindset right which also just straight pisses me off Mm mm-hmm as How someone so? more democratic leaning because did we not just fuss for like a year that everybody's like Joe Biden didn't really win so now we're gonna go and be like mm, is the Supreme Court really doing their job are they really doing very well like shouldn't we like do something about it like it's the same thing mm-hmm. you didn't get your way and so now you're gonna like turn everybody against mm-hmm. legitimate political constitutional like process Mm -hmm. of our country which Mm -hmm. is exactly what we've complained about for a whole year Mm -hmm. coming up that the right did or the the trump supporters did so that's what pisses me off and i agree with you i don't think they have the votes in the senate to do that but what happens when you get enough people riled up and you get the media constantly pushing back on 
the Democrats in the Supreme Court and the Republicans in the Supreme Court, maybe they could get some push in that regards, or even in, in, in Congress. I don't know. It's all about who screams the loudest. Or maybe it's all a ploy. Maybe it has nothing to do with the... They'll get nothing done, but it'll rile the base for the midterms. And, and I could see that being... And then maybe if they take the House and the Senate, which is highly unlikely, then according push. to the polls. It's highly unlikely. And again, I still feel like we have those people who are going to get in that are going to be like, mm-hmm. we're still not doing this. Like, That's true. I mean, they don't do We're rational anyway. human beings and we're right. not doing this. So. Again, as I always say, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but if they come true, I will not be surprised. Well, because here's the thing. That only works mm-hmm. when it's in our favor. So, because the, the, correct me if I'm wrong, like, we're just adding another seat to the Supreme Court, right? If you're packing the Supreme Court, yeah, you're just adding more. Not okay. necessarily one, but you would add. So what they would do is they would say that there's, I can't remember how many districts there are. There's nine justices, one for each district, but I think they say because of population growth, then technically there's 11 or more districts. So to make it equitable, we'll add one more per proposed district. So what happens when my little peach dies? His name, I still can't remember. Oh, uh, Meyer. Yeah, Meyer. So what happens when Meyer retires mm-hmm. or he dies or whatever? And, the, you know, the right is in power and they're the ones who appoint his neck, which is what they're afraid is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. They're afraid he's going to die at the wrong time. Right. And so what happens when it's still, if it still ends up stacked against us or against the people proposing to do this well that's what's going to happen i mean because eventually it's going to happen well i mean if you stack the supreme courts now then you are destroying the 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 what what is it the the general culture of of the way we run things this culture is not the right word but it's the only one i can think of yeah and then you would just say well because you you went against the norm already there's nothing stopping us to support Packing the Supreme Court even more when we're when Republicans are in a position of power. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you only hear people say, "Oh, we need another Supreme Court justice" when they're the ones in power. When they're losing. Yeah. Well, when when they're losing, but also like when they know that they have the votes to put who they want in there. No, like no one on the left is ever gonna be like, "Oh, we should add another Supreme Court justice." Like if a Republican is in power. I, I think we're both right. So they're they're losing because they don't have. Well, because a, there's a, a there's more of, of yeah there's more of a conservative. But they're in power, so that's why they're able to say it. They're losing yeah. and they're in power. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. Just, don't destroy the norms. I mean, if you legitimately have good solid evidence to like mm-hmm. why we need demographically another Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. and everybody can sit there and say alright you know what I've looked at the facts mm-hmm. and it sucks for us because we're not the ones who are going to be appointing this justice right. but no I agree I'm on board mm-hmm. like then yeah it's fine because it was right. done based on facts it was done based mm-hmm. on numbers it was done based on legitimacy mm-hmm. but if you're just whining then you shouldn't do it I agree. I completely agree with you, but I don't think you will ever find that in this world because exactly. you always have the concern of, of power. I mean, there will always be that, that caveat of, of power and that will, that'll, that'll always be there. And I just remember like the one year I actually went to a public high school, 
learning about the democratic process and all that sort of stuff and the three branches of government and blah, 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 all that, you know, as we know, now that we're adults, crap. <laughs> and it, How like, so? we never, anyway. like, I don't know if it was because we were, I was in rural Alabama or if they just right. didn't teach it to 16 year olds, uh-huh. but like, my naive little mind was like, oh, well, you know, they're the highest court. They don't lean either way. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh, angels sing. And, you know, it's, it, and then it wasn't until literally like the last six years mm-hmm. that I started hearing about, oh, well, this right-leaning justice or this left-leaning justice. I'm like, they don't do that. Like, obviously everyone's human and you're going to have your own opinions and your own biases and stuff. But their literal job is mm-hmm. to look at the facts. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to that point of being appointed a Supreme Court justice without doing your job well. Let me ask you, is it really, are we, are we screaming that the Supreme Court justices are biased? Or is it our own bias that is believing that they are not looking at the facts from a neutral point of view? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that. It's 100% that. And I almost want to say, like... Maybe, I don't know how you would work this out logistically, but like maybe the president and, and like maybe, maybe that's not who appoints the Supreme Court justice. Like maybe we figure out another mm-hmm. nonpartisan way to appoint a Supreme Court justice so that there can be no like, oh, well, well mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, logistically I mean, it doesn't make sense. Right, you'd have to change the Constitution. Uh, yeah. But, like, clearly that's not you would working have to get out all, very well. Have, would, would you have to get two-thirds, two-thirds of the states? Two-thirds vote? <laughs> yeah. That's um, not happening. Logistically, uh, it's obviously not feasible. Right. But, like, to me, that almost seems the only way you can fix this at this point. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think all of these conversations come down to just having people with good ethical values. Like, it doesn't matter who the president is when it comes to determining the Supreme Court justices. If they're a person of good ethical or moral standing who isn't in it just for politics and they say to themselves i want to appoint a a a justice who is fair for both sides like i don't think you need to i think you can you can change the rules and you can manipulate them in any any way you want but at the end of the day i think it comes down to the people who you put into office and if they are not of good moral or ethical standing then they'll find a way to get what they want around those rules. I think you just, at the end of the day, have to put good people into power. Yeah. I think the problem is is there's so much disagreement on what morality is. Oh, well, of course. So, like, one person can be completely moral and the scum of the earth to a different person. So, it's... Again, that comes back to our own personal biases. Yeah, yeah. So we have this other article from the NRA. So we read the one from the Hill first because that's more center. Yeah, it's a little less like. And I'm just curious if this article, it's on the right to bear arms. I think it has to do with the New York case as well. I was kind of curious what's in here, if maybe there's additional information that the Hill didn't cover. Yeah. So let's just read through it real quick. Um, So the NRA supported challenge to the New York's May issue licensing scheme, 
for public handgun carry will be the first Second Amendment challenge to a firearm law to be considered by the High Court on the merits since 2010. Wow. New York's law presumptively denies the right to bear arms for self-defense unless a licensed applicant can demonstrate a special need for self-defense protection that distinguishes the person from the general population i don't think that's constitutional at all no so what you're telling us because this scenario just kind of popped into my head so like say i go say i have this is off the wall but like say i have an abusive ex or something and you're gonna go blow his brains out well no but i mean say i protect yourself say i feel the need to protect myself Mm -hmm. as he knows where i work he knows where i live he knows all these things okay and i feel the need but say i get this like really douchey person like i go and i file and i'm like this is the Mm -hmm. reason and i get this person who's like well you shouldn't have been asking for it like if you get like if you get a man for all the women out there who are watching this podcast what if you get a man at the licensing center who is the abusive ex in the situation not yours but someone else and they're like well what does a woman like you need with a gun I don't know why he has a southern accent. I don't know why he's southern in New York. I don't know. He just moved there. (laughs) He's still uncomfortable with the move. I wasn't even going to go there. I was going to, like, go for a Karen who's like, oh, well, you know, you should have just been a better wife and let him beat you and, you know, made sure (laughs) his dinner was on the table even though you – I don't know. Like, that was what I – the picture I had in my head. Someone who does not understand the situation and has – no a empathy. different idea of what's going on in their mind. Exactly. And believes they have a better solution than purchasing a firearm for self-defense. Or it's just like, well, just move. I mean, even though realistically that isn't an option for a lot of well, people. Well, we'll find you. I mean, he, you know. Typically, yes. Right. So that gets, boom, denied. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I've kind of lost my point at this point, but not really. Like... Those types of situations need to like be taken why, into consideration. Your point was, like, why do you need to justify it? If I'm using People, it for self-defense and you deny that reason and I am injured or killed because of your denial. Exactly. Then that's wrong. Yeah. Then who are we holding accountable? But, like, mm-hmm. I think, too, my point was, what are the parameters mm-hmm. for determining whether or not this should be approved or denied. Mm-hmm. I feel like whoever's doing this law or this ban or mandate or whatever mm-hmm. is thinking, well, the only reason you'd want to have it done is because you're going to go out and do nefarious deeds with it. But, like, who is saying mm-hmm. what qualifies and what doesn't? Is it the whim of the person who happens to be working that day? Is it mm-hmm. an actual, like, review board? Like, those are right. the questions I have. Like, are they going to look at those things, or is it just this one person who's like, Psh, nah, you don't need a gun, boom, deny. Yeah, I, that's why I don't think it stands at all. I don't think you should have a, a reason. And if you are a criminal, you're not buying a legal gun. Yeah. You're, you're buying a, an unmarked gun. Um, but I completely agree. Anyway, I, I, sorry, I, that scenario I've, just came to my head. I was like, oh, And I posed this stop. question to you, too. Like, if, you know, with, with everyone on the left who is, you know, pro-feminism and, and pro, you know, anti-toxic uh, masculinity and how, you know, you know, awful men are and how you need to do better and be better men and not you know, be abusive to women and whatnot, I, I fully support women carrying guns. And I don't know why more people on the left don't also have that position with all of the rhetoric 
towards domestic violence and sexual assault. Like a gun would solve those issues pretty quick because it also balances power as well. Yeah. But if you have a six foot five man and you're a five foot four woman, clearly there's a power imbalance. But if she's packing a, a revolver in her back pocket, it doesn't matter how big that guy is. So I can only speak for me. Right. What I'll say is we had a conversation earlier about I used to carry pepper spray. Right. And it would consistently be at the bottom of my purse. Uh-huh. So if I were to be attacked, it would do me absolutely no good because I'd just have to be like, excuse me, just one, mm-hmm. just, just one moment. Hold, hold on. It's in here somewhere, I promise. Mm-hmm. Realistically, a gun would be exactly the same. If I were able to like conceal carry, keep it in my purse, whatever, mm-hmm. boom. Second. I would just say, though, it's a lot easier to find a gun than pepper spray that could be misconstrued for lipstick or or something. I I don't know. It could be misconstrued as my Kindle. I'd just be like, eh, oh, it was all that I would hope you... I can read The Hunger Games. For everyone out there who who decides to go go through the proper training... I don't own a gun, by the way, nor have I gone through the training, so I'm Um, not not carrying... Know that you're not reaching for a Kindle. Like when you're on a subway and you want to read, but you grab your handgun. Oh, darn. The second thing, uh-huh. what my mom told me. Well, you get me, a quiet subway at that point. You would. Yeah. <laughs> you just leave it on the lap, and then you don't get bothered. You hold the Kindle in one hand. And You're just spinning it, reading your uh, Hunger Games. Would and, uh, a gun do me more harm than good? Would someone who doesn't have a gun, uh-huh. who attacks me, then get a hold of my gun because if I think even for a second that I would hesitate, mm-hmm. a gun is going to do me more harm than good. But they're already attacking you anyway. Like, if their intention is to kill you, it doesn't matter how they kill you, whether they use their fists or they use a gun, at least you have that gun to potentially prevent yourself from being killed, which would happen in the first place anyway. Yeah. My third thing is... I have never been put in this situation. I hope to never be put in this situation. But do I really, do I even think, even in the moment of potentially being attacked, and again, I don't know, I can't speak to this. I I literally don't know. Would I actually have the ability to take somebody else's life? Yeah, I question that about myself as well. But at least you have the opportunity. So, yeah. So those are my, like, three things on if I would ever carry a gun for self-defense. Right. That's just me. That's just my opinion. And my thing, too, is I have a concealed carry permit, but I don't necessarily think it's responsible. For me, I I know myself, I would never carry it loaded because I I just have that level of concern. Do I really believe it's going to go off in my pocket? No, No, I don't. But I do have that concern. Um... Well, great. Now I'm going to get jumped because... Right. <laughs> He's not loaded. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not carrying. She's not carrying. She's good, guys. Um, I do have that pepper spray, though. Yeah. At the bottom of oh, the Oh, I purse. meant me because now they know I, I, don't, I don't carry it, carry it loaded. So, but, I don't carry one at all. At least I, yeah. you could flash it around. Go for her. Go, go, go after her. Well, don't. Don't, don't. don't do any of that. What do I say in the intro? Don't follow people in real life because that's creepy. 
and they might be packing heat. Uh, in practice, Not New York, though. <laughs> this means the rich and well-connected... Again, this is from the NRA. This means that the rich and well-connected can get unrestricted carry licenses, but ordinary people cannot, even if they actually face a greater risk of being voluntarily, violently victimized while going about their daily lives in public. So essentially what they're saying is if you're well-connected, you're more easily to get that license put mm. through. Um, I get the argument. I don't know if it's a strong argument, but I get the separation of power there. Yeah. The, the law effectively nullifies for most New Yorkers what the Supreme Court has already characterized as the individual right to possess and carry weapons in case of confrontation. New York's May issue scheme is in fact, in fact, gives authorities so much discretion that it has fostered a culture of corruption, particularly with the licensing division of the New York City Police Department. There has been, and think about that too. So if it's the licensing, if the licensing, it says the licensing division of the New York City Police Department. The New York City Police Department has to deal with crime every single day and currently has an extraordinarily high homicide rate. Why on earth would the police department want to give anybody a gun? Don't you think they're going to be slightly biased in this? Um, my question too is where are, where, where, I don't know how to phrase this. Like, give it a shot. Where are all the people screaming about all the equality? God, that sounded bad. What do you mean by that? Okay. Why are, why are more people not like, okay, so who are we denying these permits to? Mm -hmm. Like, why are we not looking at that? Uh, Like demographics and, you know, in like, who are they right. denying them to more? They literally just said power and influence and social status and mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody in like the streets of Harlem right. probably needs a gun for self-defense. Absolutely. More way more than like someone in the Hamptons. Right. And I think, I don't know if you meant it, but you touched upon, you could potentially have racial discrimination. I didn't want to outright say it, but like, yeah, where... Mm-hmm. Hey, Where even, is that? even currently Black Lives Matter agrees that there is dis- racial discrimination when it comes to the COVID, the mandated vaccinations. Um, so I think they would agree with that aspect as well is if, unfortunately, uh, the NYPD racially discriminates based on crime statistics by race. And they say, no, we're not giving you a gun because you look a certain way. See, that that's where it gets into the the it. it it's unconstitutional, and it comes down to discrimination, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge argument that I'm surprised no one in favor of getting rid of this is making. Mm-hmm. Like, turn it around. Use whatever argument you can. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Uh, there have been reported, uh, repeated scandals involving the NYPD licensing division application process with facilitators offering gifts and bribes to licensing personnel oh my to God, this just gets worse and worse. or expedite their clients' applications. In some cases, this has resulted in the issuance of carry licenses to applicants with otherwise disqualifying criminal histories and its criminal conviction for NYPD officers. In other locales, licenses are issued by elected sheriffs, really, with preference given to political donors and supporters. Again, this is coming from the NRA. Okay. Um, we can't assume that they're completely biased. So I touched on that. But, okay. I, I, I thought about that. Right. I literally just thought about that. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I want to see some sources. Because right. that like what we always scream. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on one of their little hyperlinks. Right. 
And this is from CBS News. Okay. Um, a former New York City police lieutenant, two former police officers, and a lawyer who once worked as a prosecutor were arrested in a federal gun licensing probe Tuesday uh-huh. as authorities described scam in which police employees traded speedy handling of gun permits for paid vacations, jewelry, catered parties, cash, and visits to strip clubs. So we beat Snopes to it. We this did. This has been fact-checked. Confirmed. I'm very proud of the NRA article mm-hmm. for linking things because that was mm-hmm. like I was thinking I was like okay but like this is the NRA mm-hmm. so what are they good you know they're and I'm not saying that they have bias I'm just saying it's I mean obviously it's the NRA and people are going to believe they have bias so yeah. you need to back it well, up. I mean they're a political action committee they're gonna have some amount of bias so yeah any any pack is gonna have bias so. Well, I mean, they do more than just that as yeah. well. But, 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 but. But still. Um, so, yeah. So, I literally clicked on a link. And, I mean, they're the, the thing that seems legit. Mm-hmm. So, that sucks. I am, I, I guess, full disclosure, I am not a member of the NRA because I am cheap. And uh, I don't like spending money on things. And they don't seem like they do anything anyway. No no offense to, if you're. <laughs> no offense to the NRA. Um and this is absolutely fine for the Biden administration, at least when it comes to the Second Amendment. After all, we've reported Biden's own son, Hunter, has the manifest privilege of violating with impunity various federal gun control laws the government brief insists are so necessary to protect public safety. This is in addition to his apparent immunity to other laws against things like drug possession and distribution prostitution, and the list continues. The government's brief filed under the auspices of the U.S. Department of Justice also gives complete vindication to the NRA's opposition to now Attorney General Merrick Garland's nomination to the Supreme Court in 2016 when he was a federal appellate judge. Anti-gun pundits had been mocked had mocked that opposition at the time, falsely claiming there was no legal basis for it, even though Garland had voted to rehear a case that has ruled an outright no, that had ruled an outright ban on handgun possession violated the Second Amendment. Yet, as we had explained, the only plausible reason to support such a do-over was that the court had come to the wrong conclusion. Why repeat something that has already been done correctly, and not just done correctly, but as we mentioned at the beginning, over the last several centuries? Yeah. Now, as Attorney General Garland is advocating that the U.S. Supreme Court effectively remove the right to bear arms from the U.S. Constitution. Is oh. that what they're saying? Is that what they're doing? Oh, goodness. I don't think that's what they're doing. I don't doing. know. I, I think that's a little hyperbole. I think that's a little, like... I think what they're getting at is that if this is ruled in favor of the Biden administration, then that opens up the door for further... I, I, I get that argument. But it's not what's currently happening. Uh, the, the wording is a little out there. That's fine. Uh, the administration's brief... I mean, I agree, I agree. It's out there. Uh, the administration's brief additionally argues for what is called responsible regulation, a standard for other types of gun control, and for its implementation via immediate intermediate scrutiny. Activists and anti-gun courts have used this standard to uphold not just may-issue licensing schemes, but sweeping bans on some of America's most popular types of firearms and magazines. Fortunately, the United States Senate blocked Garland's Supreme Court uh, appointments in 2016. Thus, while his 
noxious view of the Second Amendment will still be put forth before the court, he at least won't have the opportunity to cast a vote against the right to bear arms himself, as he will undoubtedly would have. While no outcome at the Supreme Court is ever guaranteed, Second Amendment advocates should, if anything, be in an even stronger position this time around than during the court's prior visitations of the Second Amendment in 2008 and 2010. So while I was reading that, I was thinking, there are so many people, most people, conceal carry their weapons. Because many people do not feel comfortable showing off their weapons. I wouldn't. I mean, somebody can make a grab for it. Like Not only that, but I just don't generally feel comfortable that... I don't know. I feel like someone... I feel like... I feel like if I'm open carrying, people are going to look at me funny. And if I happen to pass by a police officer, I feel like they're going to... I mean, not, not, like, they're going to look at me with extra scrutiny. Well, and imagine, imagine also if you were black, like, how bad that's going to end up. Right, exactly. End up. And so that's why I don't feel comfortable doing I mean, it's also illegal in Florida, right? Um, but, but most people conceal carry. And my point is, for all of the anti-gun activists, they're around guns all the time. They just don't know it. Yeah. That's very true. All, I'm sorry. All I could think of as we were reading like the last few paragraphs of this article is like know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Uh, NRA, because like you had me in the first half. You were presenting oh, yeah. logic. You were presenting mm. facts. You were pre- like you had it was so good, and I was right. just like yeah. And then you're like, and then everybody's just trying to ruin it, and they're trying to take away our guns. Like you went a little. They're trying to take away our guns at the end. So like. Right. No one maybe, cal- maybe calm down. Maybe, maybe take a seat. Now, how about this? So I've been thinking, when it comes to somewhere, somewhere like an apartment complex, yeah. obviously there's a danger when it comes to the weapon that you decide to purchase and the possibility that if someone comes into your home and you fire a shot at them, there is the risk that depending on what the wall is made out of, it could go through the wall potentially into the next apartment and hit someone. Mm-hmm. Not saying it happens, but there is that chance. My thought is, what if you're living in an apartment complex and guns are legal, whatever, you can buy guns, whatever. What if the apartment complex has the, I don't know, could they have the right to say, you can only have certain types of weapons here? Or maybe not even that. Well, I guess that would be unconstitutional. But then maybe in that regards, maybe, I don't know, maybe the apartment complex should have a list of what guns and ammunition could potentially be a hazard in that particular complex based on their knowledge of what the walls are made out of. Okay, or just, like, build better apartment complexes. Well, you can't Like, the that. rent will go That's sky high, more. but... I mean, it's already we're already paying mm-hmm. twenty twenty one prices for nineteen ninety four apartments. So, right. like, maybe maybe just some reinforcement. I guess my thought is like, if you are someone living in New York and you own an apartment complex, but you're also someone who's concerned about guns, maybe that make that a make that a thing. I don't really know where I'm going with this. No, no, I see your point, but mm-hmm. I feel like that 
gets held unconstitutional. Cause... No, I agree. I think that's unconstitutional. But I think. Maybe but I mean, also they could be private business versus. Well, no, no, no. I just mean I think it's responsible if you have an apartment complex. Maybe help people out. Let them know what the walls are made out of. And yeah, especially yeah. to gun owners who aren't really experienced. Maybe say, hey. Hey, maybe, maybe don't, don't have this one. If, right. if you're you know thinking about self defense. Your neighbor has cats. You know, we kind of like those cats. If someone breaks into your apartment and you accidentally shoot through the shoot wall. Cat. Yeah, yeah, because I'm guaranteeing you shoot my cat. Mm-hmm. I'm coming after you. Because that would make the apartment complex not liable. Anyway, we're straying. <laughs> very, we're straying. very far, and we're getting a little long. But let us know in the comment section down below, uh, what are your thoughts on the Second Amendment? Uh, well, that's so broad and not going to lead to any, uh, any uh, 500 words. Double-spaced. Single-spaced. Uh, let us know what you think about my conspiracy theory about the the packing of the no the 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 setup of multiple controversial mm-hmm. supreme court do you cases. think it's it's a ploy do you think it's a ploy or do you think we are um overreaching anyway let us know and we will see you in the next one bye guys <laughs> <laughs>